0: Salam alaikum everyone. Um, I wasn't planning on doing a session today, but uh, I received a letter, and I couldn't
1: help myself. So here it is. <laughs> تَشَاءُ وَتُعِزُّ مَن تَشَاءُ وَتُذِلُّ مَن تَشَاءُ بِيَدِكَ الْخَيْرُ إِنَّكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِير تُلِجُّ اللَّيْلَ فِي النَّهَارِ النَّهَارَ فِي اللَّيْلِ وَتُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَتُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ الْحَيِّ وَتَرْزُقُ مَن تَشَاءُ حِسَابٍ صَدْرِي أَمْرِي قَوْلِي لِلَّهِ
0: I'm going to read this letter to you guys. Um, I'll keep the name of my brother anonymous. My name is my beloved brother, I'll call him. As you can see from my postmark, um, I'm currently incarcerated and made sure I'm, 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 I'm and I've made some mistakes that I'm not too proud of. But during this Ramadan, I feel Allah will change me in more ways than I know. I'm not as knowledgeable about Islam as you all. You see, I'm sort of self-taught by the grace of Allah through my constant search and reading. My constant search and reading. In my heart, Islam is my religion. And Muhammad Wasallam peace be upon him, is my prophet. As well as the last known one, as, as the last one. I have been studying and reading Quran as well as hadith for the last year. I haven't really reached out for help from many brothers because I was in fear of being shamed or shunned away by the community. Honestly brothers, I need help in learning more because I can't do this on my own. The reason I'm reaching out to you is because I listen to Khutbas by Nawal Khan on podcast through my tablet here in the prison his khutbas empower and inspire me every day not to mention that i'm very that i am very gracious and thankful for them grateful and thank you thankful for them because he has helped me on this journey so much and feel the change within myself and my faith getting stronger even on the days that it's hard to be muslim anyway tomorrow is ramadan so this was sent um over before Ramadan started and I'm very limited on reading material and other brothers to help me learn the the true way so I had my sister Google your address With that said brothers please uh, brothers please may I be a part of your community if you have any correspondence courses that can uh, that, that can help me study my Arabic and strengthen my faith uh, I'm incarcerated in a place that only has Christian services and uh, without your khutbas, I would not get away, get any Islamic studies. Not to mention, brother, on the podcast through servers, uh, the latest khutbas by Nawal Ali Khan is October 20, 2017, so he's listening to things from a few years ago. So if possible, please update that. Like I said, I only have Christian services here, and they will not help Muslims. I have been making salat on a new towel, and my kufi is a durag. I have a feeling that I will have to save I I will have to save my, my food through Ramadan while I fast. Seriously, brothers, nothing is going to stop me from doing Ramadan. So if you can please help me with correspondence courses, reading materials, and a proper Prague, a kufi, I would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, and a brother to write for the questions I have. And brothers, if you do help me, please send me a letter separately stating that you have helped because th- these people, I don't trust they would probably put the staff in my, the stuff in my property and never let me know. Thank you, your brother. So, um, I read this today and it just stopped me dead in my tracks. And uh, I couldn't help but just come to these ayat. So, I'm just going to read something from these ayat to all of you. قُلِ Malik al Bulk. Tell them, say, O Allah, the owner of all kingship. So, um, ownership and kingship are, are two separate things. So, when you own something, it refers to something small, like I own a pen, or I own, you know, a, a car, or I own, you know, a, a chair or something small things. That's ownership. But kingdom is not for for small things. Kingdom is for a nation, uh, you know, a, a territory, an empire. That's kingdom. And what Allah does with the word Malik and the idafa to mulk is that Allah is telling us that He's both the owner and the king and it, it, we should know the difference and why this this name of Allah that we're calling Him with is so powerful Malik is Allah telling us because when, when I own something, I control it I, if I own my car, I can change the oil I can get the gas for it I can clean it up on the inside I'm taking care of it myself because it's small in scale but if I'm the king of an empire I cannot check every street I cannot look inside you know, uh, every governmental office. I have people delegated because I'm the, the king, the sovereign. So I delegate others to take care of it because I can't possibly micromanage. right? So the owner can take care of the smallest things but cannot have control over large things because that's too much to own. And once he becomes an owner over large things, he's no longer an owner, he becomes a king and he can't take care of the microscopic details. Allah Azza wa is our owner and the owner of all kingdom. So it doesn't matter how vast his kingdom is, he's taking care of everyone that he owns within that kingdom and everything that he owns within that kingdom. So he, he took the the micro and the macro and he fused them together in this word and then Sorry, there was an interruption in the broadcast. So Allah tells us, you, He doesn't just give us ownership. He gives us dominion. When He wants to give, He can give kingdom to whoever He wants. You give kingdom to whoever you want. So someone could have nothing and Allah can give them vast kingdom. And then someone can have the vast, the most vast kingdom and Allah can pull it back from them and they have nothing left tasha and you honor whoever you want and you give authority to whoever you want. and you can humiliate whoever you want, al in your hands alone, in your hand alone, at your disposal alone is all good there is. In kulli Qadir, certainly you are completely in control over all things. you're the one who inserts the, the day into the night. And you're the one who inter- inserts the night into the day. And you bring the life out of the dead. And you bring the dead out of the living. And you provide whoever you want حسابin, without any restrictions, any limits, and no one checking on you, no one questioning you why did you give this one and why didn't you give that one? You give whoever you want by your decree. I thought of this ayah because this person, this wonderful individual, starts by saying, I've made choices I'm not proud of. He says things like, I was afraid or ashamed to write to the community because of a fear of being shunned. Like he has this embarrassment inside him that because he's incarcerated, he's been convicted of a crime because he's spending time in prison. These are not things any human being would want associated with themselves this is this would be a humiliation that a person has to walk with and think about and how 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 deeply like what, what kind of a scar that would be that for someone to know that that you know they'd be afraid someone will find out that i've been in jail before even when he gets out or i had committed this crime it's such a huge burden of humiliation that he carries that with him even when he's speaking he's thinking others are going to shun me we get humiliated by people and what did Allah do for this person? Sitting in a prison where there's only Christian services. Where I haven't even updated my podcast there, the last time we updated them in it was 2017. And he's listening to these podcasts because that's all he has access to. And what does Allah do? Allah sends his angels and he opens his heart and he's, he's studying Islam for a year. How many people are free? They have money, they have health, they have freedom, they have luxury. And they haven't looked one word up for. Let me see what my rab says. Let me see what my prophet says. Sallallahu Let me just hear them. How many people have done that? And those people think that they have. They have a degree. They have, you know, they have a house. They have. They have, they have stuff, and they're oblivious to Allah. You become. I can become oblivious to Allah. And here's a person who has none of these things, and. We would think this person is dignified. Look at the job they got, look at the, the money they got, look at the you know, the clothes they're wearing, look at the car they're, they're driving. These are things that we associate with prestige. And to Allah, that has nothing to do with any prestige. And this person sitting in a prison, feeling ashamed himself to show him to, to even communicate with the with the fellow Muslims, this person is more honored by Allah than anybody else. That angels descend from the heavens to put in his heart that he should look up Allah and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says He gives His dominion to whoever He wants. You don't think people like this are going to be incarcerated on Judgment Day. You do think people like this are going to be humiliated or embarrassed. These are going to be the celebrities on Judgment Day. May Allah forgive him and continue to help him grow. I'm going to reach out to him and even maybe try to visit him, Inshallah. But we have to redefine what it means. I have to redefine what it means to feel honored, to feel valued. For myself, and you have to redefine that for yourself because people and the world around us—they, you know, just like, you know, when you leave, when you leave your home for a month or something, how dust gathers, right? So this world is constantly collecting dust, and our our perception of reality, our spiritual perception of reality, is also constantly collecting dust. And ayat like these, in which we remind ourselves where dignity comes from, where humiliation comes from. Where kingdom comes from. Who makes the night go into the day and the day go into the night? It's not just Allah. It's not just talking about night and day. He's talking about times where you're going to be in the light. You're going to have life. You're going to have energy. You're going to have nourishment. And then there's going to be times that Allah will take that, that time of nourishment and He will it, it, you know, have you go through a trial of darkness. And then He'll bring you back into light again and darkness again. And you'll fall into darkness again. He'll bring you back into light again. And Allah does this for, for His slaves. To see where they stand. So he could test you where which one of you are better indeed. So, first of all, the, the the true celebrities with Allah, the true celebrities with Allah are not gonna be the celebrities you and I think of. Like they're not gonna be people like me or like people that have many followers or many views on their you know videos or you know. Published people and celebrated people. Some of the truest celebrities to Allah, the angels are celebrating them, are gonna be people we've never even heard of. And they're more valued to Allah than anybody else. This is this is the perception we have to change. I want to be valuable with Allah. I want to be someone Allah talks about them when He is among His among the highest angels. Can you imagine this person sitting in a prison feeling alone? And Allah has a gathering of angels in the highest heavens. Where Allah is proudly talking about his slave, telling his angels, look at what my slave is doing. Look at how he's struggling to, 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 to learn. Like h- how much courage does it take to even write that? To even put that in the mail? I, and he's so grateful that he's getting to pray on a towel. Let's just think about that. Just think about what, what what Allah has given us and how much we keep focusing on what we don't have. And how a person in this state can be grateful to Allah and say, if I, if I can just learn more about my deen, I'd be happy. Can you just send me some things I can learn more? <laughs> you know, here you and I are thinking about what are we going to have for iftar. And this person is thinking about, no, I'm going to save my food. And I'm not letting go of Ramadan. Because they have limited time when they are given food. They're not, he's not going to be served food in prison at the time of iftar. And he's, he's more worried about his Ramadan. And he's worried about his spiritual growth, his connection with Allah. These are the people that are inspiring to me. These are the people that remind... Like you You read that, you, you, you meet a person like that, you, you know, learn about a person like that, and you're reminded of the signs of Allah. You're just reminded of the signs of Allah. There, there are signs of Allah all around you, all around me. We have to learn to not be blind to them. We have to open our heart to them. And then you're going to see the word of Allah come to life for you. In what you experience around you. I really pray that happens for each of you. You, you. you find that joy in connecting to Allah's word. And I pray that when we find that reminder. That it does something for us. It actually changes the way we perceive ourselves and others. It actually changes the way we turn back to Allah. That we become grateful to Him. So with that short reminder, inshallah, I'll conclude. If I was incoherent because it's late at night, I apologize. And I know it's very late and inconvenient. Especially for those of you in the United States or Canada or something. It's a pretty late hour. Um, but I just uh, figured I haven't done the English session in a while. And uh, this just, I, I couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it. Barakallahu wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi